Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are broadcasting today's episode of What Happened When from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. And I'm last number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. Let me tell you something about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxofgimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened Win and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald-headed geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxofgimmicks.com. You undercover hillbilly. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crow. 
Jogging for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotions. Tony answers what they win, look, Shivani's back again, world title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, Not Your Classy Podcast, Watch Along, Try Not To Laugh, Lois Rules, Cat Bass, This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's a good looking man, Quondike Bill, Make a Chair, Tommy, come over here! Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Conrad, it's another great day. Uh, it's another great day to be a wrestling fan here in 2022. <laughs> Every time I see that or write that or mention 2022, it kind of blows my mind. It, I don't know why 2022 blows my mind more than 2021, but just the date. Realize I realize how freaking old I am and how quickly time goes by and buddy it has. Wow. Other than that, I'm great. Well, I know you're great because we're having fun with everything we're doing here on what happened when we hope you guys are too. Of course, uh, we've got uh, a different schedule this year. We're all over the place. Uh, last week we covered the finger poke of doom today. We're going to be covering Lex Luger's debut for Jim Crockett promotions, which happened January 17th, 1987. So we want you to fire up world championship wrestling on Peacock. Watch along with us. It's season three, episode three, January 17th, 1987. And next week, Tony, we're going to fast forward life Mm. to, uh, a clash of the champions, if you will. Oh, very good. And the deal with clash of the champions are it started out as a real spectacular. And then over time, maybe not so much. Now, this is still an interesting card. We're going to be talking about next week. It's from 1992 in Topeka, Kansas. We got the Steiner brothers taking on big van Vader and Mr. Hughes in the opener, a lot of beef, uh, Bagwell. And we'll be teaming up with Pillman to take on the tailor-made man and Tracy Smothers. Johnny B bad. will be in there with Richard Morton P and news. will be in there with diamond Dallas page. A false count anywhere match between Van Hammer and Cactus Jack. The fabulous Freebirds will be taking on Brad Armstrong and Big Josh. Vinny Vegas in there with Thomas Rich. And then we've got Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, and Ron Simmons taking on the Dangerous Alliance, which is Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, and Larry Zabisco. And then the main event Sting and Ricky Steamboat taking on Steve Austin and Rick Rude. Listen, I know there's no Ric Flair. But my God, what talent you have on this roster, huh? Loaded card on that roster for 1992. You know, you can you can almost read a card to me from WCW without ta- telling me the year. And I can almost tell you who was running the company at that time. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's just, it just smacks of Jim Hurd at the end of Jim Hurd's run, right? Yeah, this would Basically. have been yeah. uh, three weeks after Jim Hurd's gone. So mm-hmm. they're, they're looking for that next replacement. We know ultimately Bill Watts is going to get the nod. 
but you know who else is coming in here? This show is the debut of Jesse, the body Ventura. That's what we're doing next week. I can't wait to talk about early wow. WCW, but today we're talking about early Lex Luger, but you know what? If you're going to be better than Lex, you got to get up pretty early in the morning. And for mornings and me, my whole childhood was all about cereal, buddy. Cereal was like one of the best parts of being a kid. Wasn't it, Tony? The cereal was great. Nothing like it still to this day for me. There's nothing like it. Cereal is the one food that I can eat three, count them three times a day, every meal cereal. Wow. Yeah. Good. Well, here's the thing. A lot of us have made a new year's resolution list and we're trying to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food. And you probably think, man, I can't eat anything anymore. Well, that's not the case. Magic spoon is here for the rescue. We're all trying to eat better, but a healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. You see, magic spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. How about this? Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. By the way, we're talking only 140 calories per serving. It's keto friendly. It's gluten free. It's grain free. It's soy free. It's low carb and it's GMO free. In fact, you can even build your own box or get a variety pack with available flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. And I'll tell you what, for a little life hack, you can buy some of that cocoa with the peanut butter. And it tastes like uh, Dave Silva calls it a peanut butter cup. Go right now to magicspoon.com WHW to grab your delicious cereal and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code WHW at checkout and save $5 off your order. That's magicspoon.com slash WHW. By the way, magic spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. Meaning if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked one more time. Remember. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash WHW and use the code WHW to save $5 off. And we want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's episode. Peter Buttercup. Peter Buttercup. I mean, that's what he says. That's the way he says it. Oh, I know. He's a, he's a goof. So that's been well-established. He's a, he's a goof. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. So, uh. You, you nervous, anxious, excited, uh, where are you on 2022 with all that's going on in the world of wrestling and the, and the life of Tony Schiavone? I want to say this. I, because I, I don't think it's said enough. Uh, we had him on our, uh, our AEW podcast, AEW unrestricted recently. And I didn't know that much about his background or about his work ethic or about what he has done, but our Spanish announcer. And the manager of the Lucha Brothers, Alex Abrahantes. Nicest guy ever. Quality person. And not only that, hardworking son of a gun. Yes. I mean, he has really put... I didn't realize, you know, he trained with the... He trained in the dungeon. Did you know that in Calgary? No. Yeah, to be a wrestler. I had no idea. Yeah, and uh, just... uh, so that's one of the, I, I, there's a lot of people I need to mention as we go forward here. He's one of them. I'll obviously Dasha, uh, Gonzalez, who's just one of the sweetest ladies ever, uh, is another one. And we have a lot of people working backstage that makes this job fun for me. And, uh, isn't that what it kind of, what it's about? Well, it's about obviously making money, providing for your family. I know, but it's also about trying to have fun. And that's a word that Eric Bischoff used to always use. 
when he ran WCW. And Tony Khan uses that a lot too. Let's have fun. Never heard that from Jim Hurd. Never heard that from Bill Watts. I never heard that from Vince McMahon. Of course, I was only there a year, so he may have said it, and I didn't. I wasn't there. But you hear that, and it's very, very important. So I'm having fun. Uh, with that in mind, let's go ahead and fire up uh, our Peacock Network. It's uh, season three, episode three, January seventeenth, nineteen eighty-seven. But Tony, before we do, before we press mm. play, yeah, uh, let's take a time out here, and we normally have a lot of fun on this show, but I want to talk about a pretty serious topic life insurance, specifically mm. Goliath life insurance. And let me give you a pro tip. We're all going to die. So before you get a visit from the undertaker, think for just a second about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow with life insurance from GoliathLife.com, What we're talking about is protecting what you've worked so hard to provide for you. And more importantly, your family, you see life insurance, isn't about you. It's about those who matter the most to you. Sure, you do a great job of taking care of them now, but who would do that if something awful happened to you? I personally have lost two friends in the last year and a half, one 42 with two kids, the other 46 who left behind a wife and three kids. Now, thank God they both had life insurance and Hey, I hear you. Nobody wants to think about or talk about life insurance, but think about this. You might not get in a car accident, but you have auto insurance. You might not get sick, but you have health insurance. So you'll protect your car and maybe we'll protect ourselves from crazy medical bills, but will we protect our family? That's what life insurance means to me. Peace of mind. Goliathlife.com streamlines the life insurance purchase process by allowing you to get quotes from more than 20 carriers all at the same time and at the same place. Goliathlife.com. You'll do a fast and easy application and you'll have multiple quotes within minutes. And oh, by the way, Goliathlife.com has solutions for every budget. And maybe best of all, you pick your terms and payments at Goliath life. Once you pick your price, you start the online application immediately and check this out. You can even schedule the medical exam to happen in your home. You don't even have to leave the house. And yes, I've done this. They actually sent someone to my office and it was fast. It was easy. It was unlike anything I expected. I got to skip the phone calls, the paperwork, the crazy invasive conversations, and even the multiple visits to the doctor's office that we all hate. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. Goliathlife.com promises no hidden fees, no upsell, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. Goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now for free and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at Goliathlife.com. And Tony, uh, with that in mind, I'm, uh, looking forward to, uh, getting back to our roots, talking a little Jim Crockett promotions. And it feels like if I'm honest, uh, some folks have been sleeping on our podcast a little bit lately. I think they thought we were only JCP, but as you know, for me and mine, well, I'm sleeping on everything because I'm sleeping with chili sleep. Uh, I don't know that I told you this, but I got Cassio and Judy, one of these for Christmas. How fun is that? Yeah, that's, that's great. You, you told me that. And, uh, I think it's, I think it's wonderful that you got that for them. And I'm, I'm also very, very excited to hear that they still sleep in the same bed. At least for now, is, which is, yeah, which, which is step wonderful. one, step mm-hmm. one, you know? Yeah. Well, see, we have two here, one for Lois and one for me, because we sleep in separate beds. Dude, I got two as well. You know, as, as we're yeah. recording this, I'm going on vacay tomorrow mm-hmm. and, um, I'm taking one with me. I've got one on my bed here, which is both sides. And then I've got one for travel. 
Um, and here's the reason I insist on this. Science tells us the best way to achieve and maintain consistent deep sleep is by lowering our core body temperature. Temperature controlled sleep is restore your testosterone levels, repair your muscles after a hard day's work and improve cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. Now, chili sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions to help you improve your entire well-being. They make the Uller, which is what I have and the cube sleep system. These are hydro powered temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads, keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold, these sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili sleep can make that happen. And I am a testament to that as we're recording this morning at 6 AM. I set my alarm at 5:45, and I woke up like, what, what's going on? And I went to bed last night before 10. Think about that. Mm. It's wow. a full night's sleep and I feel better than ever. You will too head over to chillysleep.com forward slash WHW to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for what happened when listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili C H I L I sleep.com forward slash WHW to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every day. Can't beat chili sleep. And Tony, you can't beat world championship wrestling season three, episode three, January 17th, 1987. Fire up your peacock and Tony. I understand we've got a very special camp now. Yes, we do. It's time for a countdown. Barry Wyndham, Rick Flair, baby. How do you make a star? I mean, you put him in the, in the ring with the world champ and let him slap him and take a bump. That's right. You know, I, I, I know that we're, we're deviating a little bit and you know, we're going to be bouncing all around, but I sure am glad we're going to be revisiting this. What a big moment. Lex Luger yeah. was such a big part of my childhood and the idea mm-hmm. that we're getting to see this. Woo. I'm fired up for today, man. On a national level for the first time. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. 
gentlemen, welcome to World Championship Wrestling. All the greatest wrestlers in the world are right here. Talking about the World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. You just saw him at Barry Windham. Barry's here too. The Four Horsemen. You name them, they are here. Barry Windham, now a supreme challenge has been issued that you saw to the World Heavyweight Champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, on behalf of Barry Windham. Also here, Vladimir Pietrov, the Russian assassin with Ivan Koloff, you know, directed towards Nikita Koloff. Yes. And also here, David, for the first time here, Lex Luger is here with us today. That's right, and it is a privilege for us to introduce Lex Luger later in the program. And we'll have him on a little bit later on. And coming up within the coming weeks, David, we understand Magnum TA is getting better and better each week. That's right. I've been there to see him. Magnum's doing fantastic. And like you said, in the next several weeks, we're going to have an interview with Magnum. And we look forward to that. Right now, let's bring in this man right here, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Let me tell you something, Tony. I'm going to start off this evening's festivities with a couple statements. Ivan Koloff, you brought Petrov to this country when you came in on that big plane and you landed at Kennedy Airport. Petrov should have been proud to walk in this free country. You've been coming out here for weeks talking about Nikita Koloff and what you're going to do with him. Me and Magnum are responsible for Nikita Koloff. He chose freedom. And I'm laying it right on you, right here on these first two hours, right off the bat. Don't come looking for Nikita. You come for the dream. Nikita take care of business himself. But me being responsible and fucking like I'm fucking like I am, I'm telling you, Daddy, if you want some, I'm out of here, Ivan. You bring that big, ugly monster out here, and the American Dream gonna rip his nose off, live and in color, Jack. The American Dream, Dusty Rose. We're ready with action. Let's go to the ring. Listen, I, I love these this set, and I love these old promos, but God dang, this crowd catcalling the guys in the ring just really took yeah. you out of it sometimes. Yeah, you know you're you're right. It it never at when I was doing it at that time, it never really bothered me. But now, as I'm watching it back years later, it does bother me, and that's probably our fault. Well, that is our fault. I, I guess they because we could have had them walk to the ring. We could say go th stay through the curtain or behind the curtain until the interview's over. But that would have cut down on wrestling time, right? So that's why I guess they didn't do it. And I guess it's. You know, it's the way you always did. I'm also, I'm already, I'm also very, very interested in how, and thinking about how Dusty had so many different looks. We've yes. seen Dusty Rhodes come out in a cowboy hat. We've seen him come out in a Celtics jacket. We've seen him come out with Enough. nothing on his head and there he had a bandana on. So it's like, I, he just, he had different looks about him. I mean, that's, that is entirely, that's called, that's kind of like a biker Dusty compared to a cowboy Dusty. It's just amazing how the different, the different looks that he had where Ric Flair had one look, which was Ric Flair yeah. and most every, most everybody had just one look, right? Tully had the robe, Arn had the jacket on or the jacket off, but Dusty had many different looks and that was very unique in the time. So let's, uh, just sort of set the stage for where we are in wrestling. I know we took a couple of weeks off, but we're watching right now, uh, the mm. tag team of Manny Fernandez and ravishing Rick rude, who are your tag team champions in action with some. Well, some fellas who were going to be seeing better days, I'm sure. Uh, mm -hmm. but this is mid January, 1987 by April ravishing Rick rude quits. He's out of here. So he's not long for this world, uh, which is kind of interesting because he is a tag champ when he leaves, like 
Yeah. Most everybody tries to quote unquote, leave the right way or whatever, but he's still a tag champ. When he leaves the promotion, he doesn't drop right. the belt on the way out. Right. And, uh, we'll, we'll cover that when it happens in April, but it's just hard to imagine. That's just three, three months from this point. Yeah. Now you might wonder, well, what's going on with, with, with that? Why would he leave in April of 87? Mm. Oh, a little thing called WrestleMania happened on March 29th. Mm-hmm. What a big monumental difference that ultimately was in professional wrestling. And it didn't take long for Rick rude to say, Hey man, if you can't beat them, join them. And why yep. wouldn't I look at me? Vince McMahon wants me for sure. And he did. Well, the landscape in wrestling was changing. And I say that because you mentioned that back in, and we'll bring this up again, I'm sure. But, uh, back in the day when Rick, when there were just territories, you would do it the right way because Rick, Ru uh, the promoter would go in and say, we'll tell Rick rude, Rick, uh, we're going to send you to Florida. You'll make plenty of money there. And he would do it the right way. He would drop the belt. But now with Vince McMahon, it wasn't a gentleman's agreement between, between, uh, territories. It was Vince McMahon rating your talent. Right. Which, which was kind of unusual because the gentleman's agreement was gone. And so this was Rick rude leaving was much different than, than, than we had seen. And of course, rating talent and talent moving from one to the other, uh, is basically, uh, how it's done now and how it had been done from 87 on. I want to mention, you know, Lex Luger coming in, uh, as a heads up, he did battle of the belts three. Now we've talked about battle of the belts two. Um, but battle of the belts two happened in early 86. And that's when we would see Ric Flair and Barry Windham have one of the better matches that Dave Meltzer ever saw. He said it at the time, it was the best hour of wrestling he had seen on television. Barry Windham was another level. So of course, with the mm -hmm. success of battle of the belts two in Florida, they did a battle of the belts three. Now that happened on September 1st, 1986 and the challenger Lex Luger. Mm. Flair actually got Luger to a 60 minute time limit draw. Wow. Of course, Whoa. as a result, Flair's going to retain the title. Um, but this is a, a, a vote of confidence, if you will. And it's been said many times that Rick Flair was almost like a, a low key and sometimes not so low key recruiter for Jim Crockett promotions. Let's take a mm -hmm. listen to, uh, what our man, Paul has mm -hmm. to say. My world champion defend their belt. But one thing, they have too much plan to defend those belts on television and in front of a bunch of people that don't deserve to watch the world champion. Well, let me tell you something, Rock and Roll Express. We've given you every, we've given you every, every, every opportunity to regain those belts, and you can't cut it. You can't get the job done. Rock, all right, the Road Warriors. You want an opportunity, Road Warriors, the biggest men in professional wrestling. Well, you're going to have your opportunity because my champions are not closet champions. You bring it on. They'll be here with those belts. Shine. That's right. You know, Shivani, the Road Warriors come out here and they talk real mean. As a matter of fact, they look real mean, don't they, boy? But you know, but you know, talk is cheap and looks are only skin deep. So come on down, Road Warriors. Let's see what you got inside underneath all that custom exterior. What about it, Bull? You know, when the world comes around and nobody wants to hear it, nobody wants to deal with it, but it is today. R&R, 
car is on the way, Daddy. It might be the new Express, but we don't call it. We are totally the awesome twosome, the ultimate ones coming all over the world. Because Road Warriors talk is cheap, Daddy, and we do what we say we do. You can jump up here, huff and puff, and blow somebody up. But, baby, get in the square circle, and nobody does what the awesome twosome does. What double R's do is protect. And that's why we are the protection agency. And come anywhere around the world, whether it be Chiquita Banana, Dusty Rhodes, or Rock and Roll Express, we are here to deal with, and R&R is here to stay. Paul Jones and the World Tag Team Champions back with more right after this time. Mm, that was a three-daddy, one-baby interview by <laughs> the Raging Bull. <laughs> I got the counter out now for him. So, uh, you know, uh, we talk so much about Hawks, uh, Peck, our trap. Well, wait a minute. Team champion, you know, very recently on this program, you jumped in the ring with a four horseman and you said, hey, I got what I deserve. But then a tag team match ensued and you jumped in the ring again, and this time a little bit of a different story. Well, Tony, you know, I don't like to think of it as I jumped in on somebody's match. You know, what I did was just try to protect some friends of mine's interest. And by stepping in there, you know, Tim Horner was being injured. Dennis Brown was being injured. All I did was go in there. I'll tell you what, Ric Flair, right now, he's in on this, you know, with a full horseman. And I'll tell you, he's trying to hurt somebody. I, th I don't know if he's trying to draw me into it or what, but Ric Flair, I'm hot on your tail. And we have a piece of videotape that tells it all. You know, I don't have to say another word. It tells the whole story. Okay, fans, let's take a look at that videotape right now. Uh, uh, this is the uh, continuation of what we saw at the beginning, I think, right? Did you hear that chop? Yeah. Lord, that chop. Look at this. Trey Wyndham. Look at the fans. You know, it's kind of, I don't mean to be silly, but it's almost too easy to get this reaction from the fans, though. You get yeah. a gun, uh, a young, good looking, uh, white meat baby face or whatever you want to call it. And then make Ric Flair look vulnerable for 30 seconds. And they're going nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had to get the advantage over Rick for 30 seconds and just sort of bend his knees and, you know, cock his fists and come on. And boy, they just went bananas. Well, there's dusty with that uh, headband on. He was, he was, he was headbanded. Uh, Oh, okay. I said this, this is an extension of what we just seen. I, I think this is like a lumberjack match, isn't it? No, I don't think this is a match. I think they're just letting them go. Okay. All right. So maybe this is an extension of what we had seen earlier. Just um, based on what they're wearing. It looks like it. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yellow, green and upside down. Saw that one coming. <laughs> I think now they're going to get out of there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Blair <laughs> could sell. Ah, Columbia, South Carolina. By the way, we're uh, a little plug, cheap plug. AEW is going to be in Columbia coming up this year. I want to mention that uh, this show right here in Columbia, South Carolina, this was four days. This actually occurred four days before the TBS show here. And it was actually on this show where you opened the program. Uh, both you and David Crockett, uh, talking about Magnum TA and Wahoo McDaniel recovering from their injuries. And you say that Lex Luger is on his way to Jim Crockett promotions. And yeah, mm -hmm. this is a match. We have the referee just go ahead and make the count there. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Columbia township auditorium, which was the venue that we ran there. 
We ne- we didn't really run the uh, the Carolina Coliseum where the South Carolina Gamecocks played basketball until later, out of the Jim Crockett era, into the WCW era. We actually into the uh, into the the Monday Nitro era. We did we didn't we uh, we never ran the the big Coliseum. Carolina Coliseum is no longer where they play basketball. They have a brand new arena there now. But uh, Columbia was a very, very good town for Jim Crockett promotions. Hell, South Carolina was. Uh, you you could consider, like North Carolina, South Carolina was a hotbed. South Carolina is one of the places, if if uh, I happen to see someone, they want to talk about uh, the old days, the mid-Atlantic days, remembering that, good. Uh, there's a good chance they're from South Carolina. It was a great, uh, they had a, well, these these guys are uh, these guys are fucking hammering each other here, buddy, aren't they? Dude, it's such a good match. By the way, this became an impromptu match. It's a non-title mm-hmm. lumberjack match, right? Uh, this is going to close out the tapings, right? Wow. But this is kind of cool too because on this show we're seeing what Barry Windham can do in the main event with Ric Flair. There's not a fan with their butt in the seats. Everyone is standing. Everyone. Right. But you're also announcing, Hey, Lex Luger is coming into the promotion. So you want to know what's different about JCP and 87 from 86. Well, there's two big differences. You can tell mm-hmm. that Barry Windham is, is slotted to be a top guy. He came in in late 86, but this is going to be the debut of Lex Luger. That's the reason we're watching this. And we mentioned he's coming from Florida. We mentioned that flair had wrestled him for 60 minutes in September that no doubt laid the groundwork for there to be a conversation for Lex Luger to come in. But Lex Luger, even, even when he debuted in Florida, I mean, they, they had training videos and montage. They did everything they could to make him feel special because frankly, he looks special. I mean, he looks like an action figure come, come to life, right? But that's not all that impressive. If your name is bruiser Brody, the mm. infamous bruiser Brody, Lex Luger cage match happened this same month of this same year. It was January of 87. And so what we're watching today, the TBS show, uh, was recorded and actually happened live, I guess, or you know what I mean? Same live to tape, right? Yeah. January 17th. Mm-hmm. So when those first 16 days of the year, somewhere in that two weeks is where the whole cage match debacle, which I'm sure you've seen footage of where Brody just stopped cooperating, quit selling anything. And Luger got panicked and got the hell out of there. I've never seen that footage, but it's worth a look now that you told me. So apparently it's available out there, right? Oh yeah. It's out there. And, and, and Luger's done a bunch of, uh, commentary on it where he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know what to do. It's important to remember too. Luger's coming in with all this fanfare. I think he had his first match, like late 85, I think his official, you know, debut match where he won the match or what have you, you know, maybe there was some enhancement stuff done before, but I doubt much of it. Was Halloween of 85. I mean, so here we are just like 14 months later and he's with the second biggest organization in the world coming in in a prime time spot. No fooling around with that guy. Right? Yeah. This is a, this is a great time. This, I have a question about bruiser Brody real fast Yeah, because I, I know nothing about him uh, as far as I never worked with him. He never came to the Crockett's, but he is held in such high regard by many people. My question is, why is he when he was so difficult to work with? 
Uh, he was entertaining. Okay. You know, I mean, being difficult to work with is something that the office and the other boys take care of, uh, being entertaining to watch or fun to watch as a kid is a different thing. Okay. Very okay. Understand. Here we go. That's enough. They've had enough and it's going to break down here. And I have another question. Why in the hell didn't we give the strap to Barry Wyndham? <laughs> you know, what's funny. He's well, funny we gave it to that. Ronnie Garvin, right? I'm sorry. We gave it to Ronnie Garvin later in the year. No kidding. Here's what happened. Yeah. I don't know that it'll make the air here, but after the match here, David Crockett climbs up on the ring apron and Wyndham says he's going to be a new world champion. So they're at least laying the groundwork and, and I, yeah. I've thought for a long time. And I think a lot of people thought for a long time, you guys waited too long on Barry Windham. You know, Windham's not mm -hmm. going to become the NWA champ until that belt really doesn't mean as much. Uh, right. I, I think 93 in WCW, mm -hmm. but man, if it could have happened here in 87, to your point, instead of Ronnie Garvin, yeah, could have been huge. Yeah, it would have been. Look at the crowd, dude. I know. This is a worldwide taping. Obviously you see David Knight ringside. Yep. And, uh, Johnny Weaver and Bob Cottle did, uh, NWA pro or mid Atlantic. And there's David up on the apron. There you go. Oh, here we go. There's a new world heavyweight champion right here. And you're looking at him face to face. Pay your dues. So how about that? Pretty freaking cool. That's how you make a guy right there, dude. Yeah. yeah damn right. It is. And flair knew how to make him. Yes, he did. Back now with the man, the world heavyweight champion. It's your boy, Rick. Flair. Only thing I can say what we just saw was one great event. Well, Tony Schiavone, first of all, you're showing me a great deal of intelligence by introducing that piece like that. That was a tremendous contest between two, actually the greatest wrestler of all time and a young gentleman who in my estimation is one of the greats in our sport. But David Crockett, the last thing heard on that great piece of wrestling was you <laughs> hollering out over the microphone and Barry Windham, the winner. Now, let me point something out to you. I'm walking out here today with this, and this is what being the winner is all about. So you see, Barry Windham, the bottom line is, Everybody out there that knows anything about wrestling, whether you're a wrestler, football player, tennis, doctor, lawyer, you recognize the fact that they just saw a tremendous contest between the world champion and a guy that would like to be the world champion. And you, my little punk friend, are like five dozen other guys. Y'all want to be what I am and have been. Dusty Rhodes has been the world champion, but he's not the champion now. Nikita Kola wants to be the world champion. And Barry Windham, now Jim Crockett is making you, giving you the opportunity to wrestle me. Brother, you have got 
to do that night in and night out. You've got to perform at a level that makes you the ultimate. You've got to achieve day in and day out. You think that it's a piece of cake? Wrestling Nikki and Cole off one night, Dusty Rhodes the next, the Road Warriors, Wahoo, Garvin, huh? No, I'll tell you what that is. That is what we call a piece of work to wrestle the best every day of your life. You see, making $3 million a year is only part of it. It's the glory, the notoriety. It's having all the women. And let me add this. In Jacksonville, Florida, Wednesday night, Nikita Koloff, you got to walk that aisle. Because afterwards, at the Holiday Inn, I am personally holding auditions for the Space Mountain Mets. No world champion, Ric Flair. Let's go to the ring. The Space Mountain Nets. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The Space he, uh, Mountain Nets. I, a couple of things there. Number one, my hair looked good. Uh, number two, uh, Ric Flair was so good at what he did. I, even in the midst of this Barry Windham angle and Barry Windham becoming the star that he is and would become, he... Kept Nikita Koloff's name alive. Yes, he did. It just, it's brilliant. I mean, it really is just how you just keep it, you know. And if I'm Nikita Koloff, which I don't know Nikita appreciated it back then, but I, it's business. I get it. But if I'm Nikita, I'm thinking, I'm back there thinking, wow. <laughs> he, the fucker knows what he's doing. He did. So we see the uh, Kansas Jayhawks here. Dutch Mantel, yeah. uh, who I think you said, uh, Arn Anderson once famously said had a throw rug on his back. Yep. Mm -hmm. And also called, uh, Bobby Jaggers. I was going to call him Bobby Duncan, Bobby Jaggers, <laughs> a flapjack wino and a man with a throw rug on his back. <laughs> uh, Arn could come up with him, man. Oh. Well, and this is, uh, you know, this around the time where, uh, me and Bobby Jaggers and Dutch Mantel, I guess it was after the time, uh, all hung out together in, uh, on a West coast trip. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I I got the rental car, drove it around. I was the ring announcer and, um, uh, all four of us, when we landed the plane, I'd pick up the car and drive to the town and back. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that was fun. I had a lot of fun in that. I had a lot of fun because, and I think I've mentioned this before, because everything that Bobby Jagger said, Dutch just, just, Dutch just browbeating for. We were going through, we were going through Los Angeles and Hollywood, and Bobby Jagger says, "Down this road here is uh, where so and so uh, was killed, or where so and so, uh, and this is where you got to turn, go here." And, and Dutch would say, "I guess you're Mister Fucking Rand McNally. Why don't you shut the fuck up instead of because I would drive." And Jaggers would be a shotgun. And it was hilarious to hear uh, Bobby Jaggers and Dutch Mantel go at it. Hilarious. Dutch really one of the funniest guys ever. And I brought that up many times. His here. wit is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I still reach out to him time to time. And uh, sometimes I'll hear from him and sometimes I won't hear back from him. 
Well, I'm sure he'd be glad to hear from you. You should send him a tweet. He's a no. tweeter now. He's big on the tweeter now. Is he really? Oh, he's a big time tweeter. Big time tweeter. Okay. I'll have my daughter get on that. You have it off your phone now? Yeah. Attaboy. I had Bruce take it off his too. Yeah. Stay away from it, man. I mean, if it's not adding to your life, cut it out. <laughs> it's only distracting from your life. And as the late Betty White said on a, when she hosted, I think Saturday night live a number of years ago, she said, I think it's just a tremendous waste of time. It is, it, it has a benefit for you to promote and that's what we use it for. But to go back and forth with fans, uh, to go back and forth with fans when they, you know, when they're trolls, no, I just keep them out of your life. And there's no Facebook on my phone. There's no Instagram on my phone. You got the Fox news app? No, nope. I don't even know you anymore. Neither does yeah. Lois. <laughs> hey, uh, these guys had a, a really entertaining tag match here. Lots of quick tags. They really showed what they were capable of. No, it wasn't yeah. a road warrior tag match, but still mm. quite impressive performance. And I think when we come back, we're getting the debut of Lex Luger. Let's take a listen. Dun, dun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a man that was voted Rookie of the Year. When they say the sophomore jinx would hit someone, it didn't hit him. He kept on. He continued to become one of the greatest wrestling stars ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony, it's a pleasure for me, on behalf of Jim Crockett Promotion, to introduce you to Lex Luger. Lex, good to see you. Well, thank you very much. You know, all these allocates are true, but the big build-up really isn't necessary. Because of the fact that unless somebody's had their head in the sand the last year and a half... Lex Luger's been plastered in every magazine cover, every poster. There's a reason for that. Lex Luger is the total package. Physically, there's a lot of strong guys in sport professional wrestling. I've got that. I'm also intellectually a college graduate. I can do all that. And also, what I have to say is that I'm here for one reason. Because when I put out the word from Florida that I was leaving, promoters got down on their hands and knees and begged Lex Luger, please, Lex Luger, come wrestle for me. They blank checks. Jim Crocker Promotions, that's where the best wrestler is. To be the best, you got to beat the best. And that's what I'm here for. And also, the financial aspects are here. And that's what I'm interested in. And because of that reason, there's an elite group. I do my homework. I've done my research. And this elite group is named the Horseman. And that's what I'm going to be. Thank you. He said, he said he was going to be a horseman. Okay, I was Lex Luger. Let's go to the ring. Lots unpacked there as we see Barry Windham going to be taking on Thunderfoot number two. Barry Windham, of course, is one half of the U.S. Tag Team Champions with Ronnie Garvin. But, uh, I love that Luger, who we both think a lot of, by the way, I know a lot's been said over the years about Luger, not being a good guy and all this, but if you meet Lex Luger in 2022, yeah. mm-hmm. he is the nicest human being you have ever met. Yeah. Lex Luger back in 1987 was a good guy too. I don't let anybody fool you. He was different. Okay. But he was a good guy. Either way though, it tickles me that he's out here bragging about his, uh, intellect. 
Mm-hmm. He started the interview saying, thank you for all the allocates allocates about <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> and I love me some legs, <laughs> but Lord, he was trying real hard and right. it was fun. I, right. I did. I did enjoy. I think this is the first time that the phrase total package was used. I don't think he was using the total package moniker in Florida. I might be wrong on that, but I think that he starts using the total package name here. I think he's also going to debut his finishing maneuver. Uh, which we're going to call the human torture rack that we're all familiar with. But, uh, Wikipedia says that was actually called the Argentine backbreaker, which tells me that Excalibur has Wikipedia as well. <laughs> I need to use that. The Argentine backbreaker. He would turn and look at you. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not Shivani. He didn't call it a torture rack. Wow. There was. I was watching a show one time. I was watching uh, uh, Rampage. I don't want to deviate from Bluger here, but very quickly, I was watching Rampage, our screener that we watch before it airs, and he called something a, a name I'd never heard before. And I said, um, and I sent him a text. I said, "Is this a new move? A new?" And he said, "No, it's a, your basic tilt the world backbreaker, but because it was the Lucha Brothers, I want to use the Spanish version of it." <laughs> and I went, "You suck." <laughs> oh, he's tremendous. Uh, so you were talking about the, uh, the Argentine backbreaker. Well, no, I just think it's cool that we get to see the, you know, the very beginning of a big star. I mean, make no mistake. Lex Luger's going to go on to be one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling for the next decade. Yeah. I mean, it's 1997. This is 1987, 10 years after this, when he beats Hulk Hogan on the 100th nitro to you know, win the world title at the height of the NWO. And here's Barry Windham stomping over. He's got something to say. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I know I'm not supposed to be here right now, but I saw something that I want to talk about. I need to talk to Luger. He's not, he didn't want to be a horseman. I know that, you know, this time's allotted for something else. Right. But Luger, hey, he didn't want to be a horseman. Okay. We got to take a break. Fans, we'll be right back. Great segment, Sir, you know, God, this is just how you do TV. They're doing this so well. Yeah. You know, what's great about the whole horseman piece of business here. Oh, and speak of the horseman, we spoke of in existence. And along Uh-oh. with members of the four horsemen, we saw a little situation earlier today involving the world heavyweight champion, nature boy, Rick Flair and Barry Windham that disturbed me a little bit. And once again, Dusty Rhodes was out there with a the rock and roll express around the ring to try and intimidate a few people. But you don't intimidate the four horsemen. And we're out here once again in the showing of unity. And everywhere you look around, you see championship belts. You see money. And I always feel real good when I look over my left shoulder and I see one of the, one of the pillars of professional wrestling. I'm talking, of course, about Ole Anderson. Well, you know, when you talk about people interfering, you mentioned one guy's name that hits me every time I think about wrestling. I'm talking about you, Rhodes. And you got another guy that's running around with you interfering just a little bit more than he should and i'm talking about barry windham sometimes we make a mistake when all four horsemen are together we figure maybe you're going to go by the rules but it doesn't happen that way it seems funny we're the ones that are always accused of breaking the rules but as soon as we end up with three horsemen or two horsemen somewhere somebody jumps in and windham you made a big big mistake jumping in on a four horsemen's business is going to cost you a nose because we're going to cut that nose off right around your neck i make a warning to you 
like I've made to some other people. And it's going to take a little bit of time, but we're going to get it done. And when we do, there's going to be four men and a manager, the four horsemen and James J. Dillon, that are going to be at the top of the wrestling heap. And Wyndham and Garvin and you especially, Rhodes, and all of your friends are going to be at the bottom of the heap looking at the kings of the hill, the four horsemen and James J. Dillon. Unity is what it's all about, and the horsemen are here. All right, the four horsemen with James J. Dillon. Let's go to the ring. So now i got Baron Von Raschke and Dick Murdoch teaming up here. Wow. I'll show us what they can do. I, I do want to talk about the horsemen here for a minute. Yeah. How, I mean, remember now the context of this January of 87. So the horsemen have been a thing for a couple of years at this point, maybe a little less. Uh, no, you know, really about, about a year and a little, uh, yeah. didn't it at the end of 85, I think right? I've so. always thought it was November of 85. So I, I think so. I think it came right after, I think Arn mentioned the horsemen right after the Stark after Stark eight 85. So you're right. So. This is still way ahead of its time. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been great factions in wrestling for a long time, but the first like big time faction that dominated wrestling is the four horsemen years mm -hmm. before the NWO years before DX, but specifically with the NWO, they were trying to quote unquote, recruit new members. And we know DX would add some members too, but it became a part of the NWO as they tried to grow. Right. And take over, if you will, mm -hmm. the horsemen Virgil. have never actually recruited anyone, but now you've got someone saying, Hey, I want to join. Right. I want to, I think that's such a, a cool little wrinkle. Just to add some other context here. Recently, Ole Anderson has been doing a ton of interviews on syndicated TV with Arn Anderson. And Ole is talking about wanting to get those tag team straps back, whether it's the U S or the world, mm -hmm. <laughs> he wants to be a tag team champion again. Right. And as soon as he gets done saying that Arn Anderson says, I don't like waking up naked. I want Nikita's U S title. Right. And so there's a little bit of like, wait a minute, I'm saying I want the tag belts and you're saying you want a singles belt. And yeah. now here's this good looking jacked up kid who says, I want to be a horseman. This is really, really well done, dude. It is well done. And, and here I, I have a question about all of this. And I was thinking about it when Ole was talking, you know, I think in the last show from 86 that we did, or one of the last shows back in December that we did, Ole was talking about the U S tag belts and JJ interrupted him and said, Arn, we've got the U S title shot that you wanted to me. That was angle alert written all over that. With that being said, how do I, I, I can't remember. And I, I guess we need to probably talk about it. I'm sure it's documented out there. How did Ole leave the horseman? Was it an angle or did he just say, I've had enough of wrestling or how did that all come about? Because he was certainly wasn't, uh, he was a founding partner. You remember Maybe. the angle. I do not. Well, he, he wanted to miss to go to his son's wrestling tournament and they jumped him on TV. Okay. Cause he wasn't making horseman business a priority, blah, blah, blah. Don't remember that. We're going to get there. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to get there. No, see, knowing, knowing only it, it either, he just, how he was, you know, he just said to hell with it. Uh, or, uh, just, um, 
It was an angle. Well, anyway, there you go. So that's where it happened. To me, uh, as great as Barry was and as great as Lex Luger was during their era, Ole, to me, is always Horseman. Just because he was one of the great talkers ever. I don't think there's any question about that. So serious. Yeah, man. He And, yeah, he was. Uh, and, of course, it got him stabbed. Almost lost his life. And the late uh, Peggy Latham saved his life. And I look back on all these, and I look back on all the guys who are no longer with us. It's amazing to me. It doesn't seem like that long ago we were doing these shows in the studio. And uh, let's see. This is uh, hmm. You'll you'll like the you'll like this con uh, the context of this. Um, this is January. Just around this time. Yeah. Okay. Around this time, close to this time, maybe a month or two later. Lois became impregnated with twins. Oh, how cool's mm. that, man? Yeah, how about that? So you were going yeah. home all excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh we had three children at that time. Uh Chris, Laurie, and uh and Matt. But Tim and John Michael were were yet to come. Boy, uh, I tell you, Murdoch knew how to throw a working punch, buddy. Wow, that was that was well done. It looked like it landed and it didn't just very good at it. All right, guys, let's take a timeout. So press pause on your playback. That's right. Press pause. Hang on. And we're going to be back with you in just a few moments, but now it's time to talk about our favorites. Paint your life back, making new memories in a new world. We have found the best way to hold on to those memories. And that is by turning them into artwork that lasts forever. And you can do that at paintyourlife.com. When Conrad and I first heard about paintyourlife.com, we thought, what a great idea for a gift for birthdays, for anniversaries, weddings, for the upcoming Valentine's Day. But then again, you figure something like this is too expensive, right? <laughs> it's truly affordable, and the quality is amazing. You can get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price, or combine photos of many people in your life or places that you love in one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect, meaningful, personal, and it can be cherished forever. At paintyourlife.com, there is no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded. That simple. Guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word WHEN to 64000. That's WHEN to 64000. Text WHEN to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text WHEN to 64000. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. If you have a New Year's resolution to reach your fitness goal, 
Mm-hmm. It can really help to have a world-class instructor like Nicole Griffin and Michael Brown choreographing classes with music from your favorite artists like Pitbull. I don't know how much you like Pitbull. And you get a community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. Echelon gives you that. You see, Echelon is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort and privacy of your own home. And Tony Echelon's fitness app provides you thousands of live and on-demand classes with great music, like I mentioned, Pitbull and many other artists. With Echelon, you can work out anytime, day or night, and crush those fitness goals. You just pick your class, climb the leaderboard, cheer each other on, and give it your all. By the way, Echelon's world-class fitness instructors are supportive, engaging, and fun. They really know how to get you moving. Echelon's full range of affordable workout equipment includes stationary bikes, smart rowers, sleek fitness screens, and the auto-folding treadmill. They're all connected to provide the Echelon experience. You've got around-the-clock classes for the family, including full-body workout programs to keep you coming back. By the way, one membership covers a family of five. Wow. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners can get up to $800 off MSRP. To get this exclusive podcast discount, just text Tony to 818181. Text T O N Y to 818181 to get up to $800 off MSRP. Text Tony to 818181. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. But yeah, man, new year, new you, right? Well, that's what I hope, and I'm sure Esalon can help you out. Uh, Tony T O N Y to eight, one, eight, one, eight, one. It's very easy to remember. Yeah. So yeah. Start the new year working out right. Okay. If you're ready, let's get back to what happened when in three, two, one play. Um, I got a chance. I got a chance. Of course, Minneapolis to, to talk to the Baron. How's he doing? He he's doing great. Met his daughter and he said, oh yeah, you, you're the one with the, with the microphone, the stick. I said, yes. I want, he said, yeah, it's good to see you. It was everybody, not everybody, but a lot of the guys, he came out early and everybody, and he, and he stood there at ringside and a lot of the guys came out and said hello to him. Um, it was good having him there. That's so good that we do that. Don't you think? Oh, I love it. Remember the past. It shows you that he's a, a he yeah. being Tony is a, is a true wrestling fan. Yeah. I, I do know that while we were in Atlanta at Gwinnett, uh, we attempted to bring Luger out. I don't, and that kind of fell through. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Murdoch protected him too much on that brain buster. I think Luger still has, uh, oh, wow. Let's look, look at this. The road warrior. No, stop Tony Schiavone. I'm out here watching the interviews. I'm out there back watching the monitor. And I hear Rick Rude in front of Manny out here saying, looks are cheap, dogs cheap. It looks really skin deep. What do you got inside, Road Warriors? Well, I'll tell you what we got inside. We got hatred inside. We got revenge inside. Because punks like you have everything laid out for you on a silver platter. Everything comes easy to you guys. You don't know what it's like to get your butt kicked by 10, 12, 15 guys. So we said to ourselves, we're going to do something about it. So let me tell you to R&R something. When we get done with you, you may not just be world champions anymore. But tonight, in Greensboro, our brother Dusty Rhodes and the Legion of Doom are going to defend a world six-man championship. Right, Hawk? Well, Tony Sabati, I got to go back. 
to the term I've been using here lately. Slug. It's Slug City wherever me and Animal go. Rude. Manny Fernandez, you talk a big talk. What are your credentials? What have you done? Who have you beat up? You sure ain't beat us up. You sure ain't ever going to beat us up. You better hold on to them belts. Polish them every day and hope for the best. And hoping for the best for you is that you never have to get into the four corners a dude with the Legion of Doom. Because, see, we're a little bit different than everybody. As you can plainly see, we're not out here talking about the things that other people are talking about. The bottom line to us is fighting. That's the bottom line. And the bottom line under that bottom line is winning the fights. And we win every fight we've ever been in. You talk about us like we got a challenge with you. Well, you're in for the biggest challenge of your life. You better wake up, boys. You better take a good look. Sure, if we want to eat Twinkies, we'll eat Twinkies. If I want to go out and slaughter a cow and eat it raw, I'll do that too, punk. You go out here and show your cute little abdominal muscles. They ain't going to help you in the ring, punk. Cuts are for kids. Bulk are for big boys. Tell them, Paul. You know, Cock, you said it all. I've heard a lot of conversation out here, and it sounds like a dice game. It's a lot of crap. Is he wearing the Nasty Boy sunglasses? Go to La La Land this week. That's Los Seems Angeles. To. We're coming there, and it's going to be a happy time in La La Land. We're yes. going to Jacksonville, Florida. The LOD is going to fly on their express, and we're going to have a big party because the LOD knows how to have a good time. So all you big boys out there that are signing the contracts and all you sluggos and slugettes that think they can sign a contract and back it up, Think about it. Let's go. The Legion of Doom and Friction Fallering fans more right after this timeout. How great was that? That was great. I the the if we want to eat Twinkies, if we want to go out and slaughter a cow and eat it raw. That's, I will. I will. It's like and you're back home, you're thinking, yeah, he'd do that. And on World Championship Wrestling yeah. with- Ladies and gentlemen, I present the Bunkhouse Stampede Champion, the baddest man in the world, Big Bubba Rogers, and the greatest tag team of all time. On Loverboy, Dennis, and beautiful Bobby, the Midnight Express. So I want to mention, um, we were talking about the Ole situation. That comes to a head in late February, and we're okay. going to be watching that. So okay. February yeah. 28th, it's on our calendar uh, for okay. February 23rd. Month of February is going to be fun, man. Super Brawl 6, Wrestle War 90, Super Brawl 7. Uh, and of course, world championship wrestling from February 28th. So every now and again, we'll pop in and, and hit the big moments, but a Luger debut and only getting kicked out of the horseman. Well, those qualify. Is there a calendar out there for you and me to look at of yeah. what we're going to yeah. absolutely. I'll, uh, I didn't know you are, didn't have that. I'll add you to no, it right I, now. You, you know how the, the people in our staff are like Evan Polisher and Derek and, and Silva, they're all a bunch of fucking meatheads. So. Um, but yeah, you got it Thank now share it with you, you. Hey, I want to mention something else. You know, we are knee deep in 1987 here as we're watching January 17th. I want to just add some context. We, we sort of alluded to it before. How about that? A commercial break right in the middle of the match, a two mm-hmm. segment match here for the, uh, yeah. midnight express, right? January 5th. So 12 days prior to this being recorded, 
There was a series of tapings conducted at the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You're going to get some primetime wrestling. You're going to get some superstars. There's 17,980 fans here to see an incredible Piper's pit that would air one week after what we're seeing. So again, to add context, it's recorded on the fifth. It makes yeah. air on the 24th. Yeah. It's a famous Piper's pit where WWF president, Jack Tunney and WWF world champion, Hulk Hogan would present Andre the giant with a trophy for being the only undefeated man in WWF history. Mm-hmm. Hogan comes onto the set during the segment. And once he does, Andre walks off a week later, there's a Piper's pit segment on January 31st, where he says he's going to have Andre, the giant on the set the following week. If Roddy Piper could produce Hulk Hogan and you know, what's coming, we're going yeah. to have the very infamous moment in early February, um, where we see Andre, the giant challenge Hulk Hogan for the world title. WrestleMania right. three is set. It's a major moment in wrestling history because that event really put the company on the map to syndicators, to promoters around the world. I mean, it changed everything. And even Mr. Crockett, Jim Crockett would say he knew he couldn't compete. If he wanted to just stay alive, he was going to have to start taking some chances. And those chances he would take in 87 would include buying up Bill Watts territory, getting on pay-per-view. And of course we know Vince McMahon had other plans and we were, yep. uh, on a collision course, man. Sabotage a starcade in 1987. Yes. Yes. Uh, a very well documented. Also, there's one, when you're talking about Piper's pit back then, there is one, I think to me, it may be subtle. But when I think about Piper's pit and I think about when Piper asked Hogan, will you face Andre the giant at WrestleMania and Hogan looked around and went, yes, the cutaway of a fan going crazy or fans going crazy to me sold that moment. And, and that's, that's one of those production things that if, if you're in production, you look at it and you think that's a hell of a job production wise, but that was obviously edited in later. Right? Yeah. But, but that one reaction of a fan of Hogan saying yes to me sold that match. I don't know. I don't know why that resonates with me, uh, as much as anything else in that, but that was, that was so cool the way they did that. And I remember seeing it and thinking, wow, the fans really want to see this, right? The the moment you're talking about uh, was Mm -hmm. recorded January 26th. So as what we're watching, it's nine days later. Yeah. In the sun dome in Tampa in front of 10,800 fans, mm-hmm. Andre would turn heel and challenge Hulk Hogan <laughs> and you love Bobby Eaton. Do you? Oh my God. <laughs> Just in case Dennis Conjure's like, Hell, that looked fun. I want to walk on him too. <laughs> Bobby one finger for count one, another finger for count two and a different finger for count three. Did you notice that? <laughs> the best. <laughs> Oh, take a listen. Me out when, when you're the greatest thing that anybody's ever seen, like my men are, how people are jealous of you, how they try to get together and plot and conspire against you, just like Dusty Rhodes. He wanted to be the bunkhouse stampede champion. 
So when Big Bubba won that thing rightfully, nope. he went and shut up. He went to Jimmy Crockett's office and he said, listen here, I wanted to be the bunkhouse champion. And Jimmy Crockett said, well, you know something? It is going to wee me off if I have to give them boys that $100,000. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you another chance at it, Dusty. We'll have a bunkhouse off. Single match between you and Bubba give you one more chance. And then, then the United States Tag Team Champions, Ronnie Garvin and Barry Wyndham, they came in and Ronnie Garvin said, well, listen, Jimmy, you know, you can't give that Midnight Express no more shots at that U.S. Tag Team title because the last time right there on TV, I was a beaten man. If the bell hadn't rung and saved me, they'd be the U.S. Tag Team Champions. And Jimmy Crockett sat there and he thought, well, if Cornette's men had the U.S. Tag Team title, and every time I went into Jimmy Crockett's office and he's sitting by that big mahogany desk is, and he's pushing that pencil around saying, you go here and you wrestle him, I'd say, listen, Tidewad Crockett, you better come up off some more money or you ain't going to have the U.S. Champions. So he said, sure, Ronnie. He said, they won't get no more title shots. They won't get no more title shots because I don't want them to be the champions. Everybody's in a plot conspiring. Well, Garvin, when we're going to corner you and we're going to have those belts. And Ronnie Garvin, just because you've been the instigator of all this, we're going to take you out, boy. We're going to finish you off completely. And Dusty Rhodes, February the 27th is the date. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is the place in the steel cage. $100,000 in the bronze boot bunkhouse championship. You and Big Bubba one-on-one. -on -one. And the only way to win is to take your opponent and throw him out of that cage, whether it be through the door, over the top, or maybe right through the wire. And I want to ask you, Dusty Rhodes, have you ever seen a tomato thrown through a screen door? That's exactly what you're going to look like, brother, because I'll promise you this. Big Bubba Rogers is more of a man than you are. Big Bubba Rogers is better than you are. Big Bubba Rogers is stronger than you are. And you say 1987 is going to be your whoo, funky like a monkey tour. Well, let me tell you something, Dusty Rhodes, and you listen to me real good. Just because your breath smells like cheetahs ain't no sign you Tarzan, boy. Whoa. We'll be back right after this timeout. What a great line. Just because your breath smells like cheetahs. I uh, noticed Bobby was going to wrap the tape around my mouth. I, I love they were messing with you in a major oh, way. Oh, man. Dennis, you just pick up the... Oh, here's the big debut. Two men, oh, wow. Nikita Koloff, Vladimir Pietrov. Great competitors against each other, and it's obvious why this man is here. You know, it is very clear to Vladimir and myself, and I'm sure the whole wrestling world, that why Nikita has become an American. Not only soft in body and in mind, but in heart. The two men responsible for this, the two American men, is you, Dusty Rhodes, great American dream, and the respect for this Magnum TA. That is why, Nikita, it is easy now to distinguish you. You are the man walking around with big yellow streaks down your back. You have failed to answer the challenge to meet Vladimir one-on-one. -on -one. But we know we're going to press the issue. You hear, Nikita? You think the world of this dusty road. He has taught you a lot of freedom in this America. You like your new lifestyle. Well, now we're going to go out. Vladimir is going to go out and injure this American dream, Dusty Rhodes. This way, you'll be forced into the ring, out of embarrassment, Nikita. So you watch real close, Dusty Rhodes. You've been hurt a lot over the past year, the four horsemen injuring you. Well, you look good with brace around your neck after Vladimir injures your neck with flying hammer off a rope. Okay, you watch close to Nikita what is going to happen to this opponent of Vladimir. What does that mean? Okay. Ivan Kolov sending Pietrov to the ring. There they go. And let's go to So Vladimir actually made his debut two weeks before this, January 3rd. Okay. 
Uh, but this is up mine and your first time seeing him here because right. we, uh, right. we skipped those exactly. weeks. Yeah. I mean, I could see why you would want this guy to be a Russian, you know, with Nikita Koloff and right. I mean, look at him. He's amazing. Amazing. His look, uh, as far as his physique is concerned, I, I don't think he had the presence though Nikita had. Oh, no doubt. Did. No yeah. doubt. <clears throat> right. He had the he had the body. Obviously, he looked good in that Russian Soviet singlet, but he did not have the Nikita body. I mean, he did have the, the Nikita presence, and he was kind of stiff too. The Nikita body, he says. Yeah, I mean the Nikita presence, facial presence. You know, looking around, talking. He didn't have that. <clears throat> but. So anyway, so we got Vladimir Pietrov, we got Lex Luger, we got Barry Windham, you guys. Oh, dude, that was fast. For a long time, just like Dusty Rhodes, we have put our sights on this Dusty Rhodes American dream. Like I have said before, simply because Nikita is now afraid. He's been afraid for a long time, ever since he has heard of Vladimir coming back into this, into the area. And Vladimir is here for one reason and one reason only, Nikita, and that is to get revenge against you for what you have done to us and our country. Disgrace, humiliation. Now you are going to feel this, Nikita and, and Dusty Rhodes, great American dream. As you can see, this opponent that Vladimir just put down on map that is being helped under the ring. You're going to witness and you're going to feel this yourself, Dusty Rhodes. So take this as a warning right now. Any of your friends also, every time we step into the ring, the opponent that Vladimir faces is going to be carried out. And it doesn't matter how long it takes, Nikita, there's going to be a time you're going to have to get in the ring and meet Vladimir one-on-one. But you're going to have to go down and visit your friend, Dusty Rhodes, alongside of Magnum TA in hospital. Angel, we come back, our first look at Lex Luger in action, don't you? I want to mention the other reason that Vladimir's here, Barry Darso's out. He left in uh, December of 86. It was a, mm-hmm. a pay dispute. We know he's going to wind up being a member of Demolition just uh, a few yeah. months later. Demolition actually yeah. debuted in January 5th. Oh, here's uh, JJ. Dylan is out here by himself. Well, you know, last hour I heard the comments by Lex Luger, and of course the four horsemen had an interview scheduled, and we had some important things to talk about. And after we walk off, you very uh, slyly made a comment that nothing was said about Lex Luger, and I think that uh, the picture should be cleared up a little bit. But I think what a lot of people fail to realize is that the true people that dominate professional wrestling are the four horsemen. Now, granted, the superpowers. Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff have a tremendous amount of fan support. Uh, they got a lot of friends around them that the fans are cheering for. But the real nucleus of professional wrestling, the real backbone, is the Four Horsemen. World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair is the epitome of our sport. And standing right next to him is the World Television Champion Tully Blanchard. And when we negotiate contracts, if one wants something bad enough, we may use the other as a lever to get what we want. And the fact that the Minnesota Wrecking Crew are standing right there beside us, anytime an open contract comes up for the U.S. Tag Team Champions or whatever, Mr. Crockett and some of his people, fellow promoters, got to be horrified when I stick a contract under there for the Anderson. Now, I get 50, 100, 200 calls a week from people saying, hey, 
I want to be a horseman. Well, I don't have time. We don't really consider expanding at this point. But I do have to admit that I was a little bit flattered when someone of the caliber of Lex Luger would come out here on national champion. And I have to admit I was a little surprised and say that he's coming here with a goal in mind of being a horseman. Hey, here's a guy that went to the University of Miami, played pro football seven years with the Green Bay Packers, a tremendous athlete. And in all honesty, I want to come out here and get a little bit closer look at it. All right, let's take a look at him in the ring. I want to get a closer look at him. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, we're just uh, six weeks away from there being a real issue with Ole. But before we get there, we're going to have some some brush-ups with Lex Luger. And this is the first time we've seen Lex on TBS with a shirt off. Mm. That sounded weird. But, buddy, he is without question a physical specimen, the likes of which there's been. Oh, and we get a shot of some ladies watching. You know who the lady on the right was? I do not. That was Terry Boatwright, Marlena. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> sure was. How about that hair? <laughs> I didn't recognize her with the dark hair. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's her. Uh, and oh, she was our... got something to say here. Very high intellectual level, uh, knowing that he's a college graduate. And uh, I read the periodicals and he's been on the cover of virtually every major wrestling magazine. And you pointed out yourself, the guy uh, was a uh, rookie of the year, his first year. A lot of great wrestlers have had a, a tremendous first year, and then a few people learn how to uh, capitalize on their weaknesses. The sophomore jinx settles. That didn't happen. The momentum has just continued on and on. He's held major championships. Uh, kind of isolated his activities, maybe a little bit to the to the tip of the southeast. And now he realizes to really truly make a name for himself, he's going to have to branch out. Again, showing some intelligence by coming to the NWA and Crockett Promotions. And when he mentions the four horsemen, like I said, I'm flattered. And he does have a magnificent, magnificent physique. Magnificent is right. Good power slam. Lex Luger holds him down. Nope. Uh-oh. Fix him up. I guess this is... This is all part of being a horseman or wanting to be a horseman. There's that Argentine backbreaker. Love how Tommy Young, when he pulled him up, you could hear Tommy Young say, what are you doing, Luger? Just subtle stuff from Tom, Tommy that made it so great. Tony, what do you think? David, that was as impressive of a first match on World Championship Wrestling that I've uh-huh. ever seen. Okay, David, let's bring in Lex Luger uh, right now. There's no doubt about it. Congratulations. An impressive win as I've ever seen. First time in. Well, thank you very much. You know, it's like I said before, the total package, the physical, the intellectual endowments, the background, professional football. I'm here for titles. I'm here for money. And like I said, the horseman's where it's at. I've done my homework. Well, there's research I've done. I looked up every wrestler, their financial background, what they've earned. And they're on top. That's where I want to be. Okay, Barry. Here's Barry Wyndham. You know, hey, you know, I've been listening to you. You you don't want to be one of these horsemen. I'm telling you, you don't know the things that they've done. They've done to Dusty. They've done to me. They do to all these guys out here. This is not what you want to do. We're both about friend and foe. I'm sure we'd rather be friends, but this is business. You know what I do? You've been in my home. We spend time together. I retired from professional football early. Now I'm going to retire from wrestling early. Make the money. Make the big score while you can. You don't want to be a horseman. You don't want to be a horseman. I'll, I'll tell no you, I'm talking to you right now. I'm sorry. There's no talking to you right now. Lex Luger is a single biggest attraction in professional sports today. And he's going to be a horseman. Mark my words. Okay, fans. Back with. 
Dude, this is great stuff. Yeah, but he didn't draw a line with his hand. He oh, hasn't started doing that He'll yet. He's, get he was, there. He's learning. He, he was he was tapping onto his hand, <laughs> but he didn't draw the line yet. So we'll get yeah, we'll get there. Uh, as uh, Tim uh, Tim Horner wrestles Thunderfoot, I, w- I want to say something about Luger's attitude. Yeah, and about how wrestlers, many of the wrestlers, didn't like it. Not necessarily trying to defend Lex Luger here, but I really think if you look at Lex Luger, he came up quickly, and compared to some other guys. And so I understand how he was different. Tully Blanchard came up in the wrestling business. Ric Flair came up, you know, with, uh, with the Ganyas and was trained by in, in AWA and, and cut his teeth in, you know, going around Luger. I don't think Luger, I think Luger was shot to the top very, very quickly. So I can understand why his attitude was different because he looked better than anybody else. He was getting a push and I guess there's many wrestlers out there that think maybe he didn't earn that push. I'm, you know, I don't, I, I can't comment on that. I don't know. I don't know anything about uh, the time he spent in Florida, if he earned it or not. But I always liked Lex. I did. I, I liked him a lot. Lex and I got along. But he was, he was a different guy. I don't think it was bad, but he was different. Well, we know he's going to have a really bright future here. For JCP slash WCW. And I want to mention, uh, we talked about Barry Darso cutting out of town. Do you got something on Luger? Yeah. One more thing on Luger. I thought it's all, it was interesting that we saw animal and Hawk come out with, they had vest on yep. with spikes look good, but Hawk had his traps covered. So my question is, did Hawk want to cover his traps because he knew that Luger's traps were just as good or. Did he not even think about it? I bet Dusty Subtle. or someone said, Hey, yeah. why don't you guys wear your full gear? It looks more intimidating. Dot, dot, dot. We just right. want to showcase Lex Luger today. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. That's in good this point. era too, I think you could probably flip a coin who had the best physique in wrestling. Is it Kerry Von Eric or Lex Luger? Mm-hmm. But to me, it's, it's those two guys here in early mm-hmm. 87. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we were talking about uh Dar- yeah, Darso. He's gonna go ahead and finish up late eighty six. I think it's December of eighty six is when he leaves the promotion. Uh on December fifth, we would see the debut of Demolition in the World Wrestling yeah. Federation. Now yeah. I'm sure a lot of you remember Barry Darso was not a part of that, at least at first. It was Randy Colley, uh-huh. uh Moondog Rex, and Bill Eady. And of course fans yeah. were still chanting Moondog at Randy, so that didn't last. So three weeks later Something pretty monumental happens for the former Russian. Barry Darso gets the role of smash on January 26th. Yeah. This is that same, uh, superstars taping. We were talking about where Hulk Hogan accepts the challenge from Roddy Piper. It aired on February 14th, 1987 Valentine's day. 87 is when Hogan accepted. Yes. Mm, you get the shot right. of the kids and. And they go on to sell quote unquote, 93,000 tickets, no matter how many folks were in the building. Uh, it was a watershed moment for professional yeah. wrestling in America and more specifically Hulkamania and Vince McMahon's world wrestling federation. I remember when demolition debuted and I remember thinking as a NWA Jim Crockett guy thinking, boy, they're a cheap ripoff of the road warriors, of course, right? Everybody thought that. Yeah. 
Okay. Then I started working in, in 1989. I started working with them and I thought their music was very cool. Mm. It was, it was, you know, the, we couldn't use Iron Man anymore with, uh, with the road warriors. Right. And then they had their own, here comes the ax and here comes the smash. And, and then whatever the, the song, I thought it was cool. And then as I saw them perform and I saw the fan reaction to them, I thought, you know what? They've, they've carved out their own niche here because Bill Eady was very, very good. At, he was always great. I mean, he was great as the mass superstar and, and Barry Darso was good as well. He was still Barry Darso, you know, I mean, he has still had that, that Minnesota, uh, accent or dialect, but I really thought that demolition forged its own way. And yeah, I know a lot of fans, Oh, cheap imitation of the road Warriors. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't think so either. I did it first, but I didn't think so afterwards. Well, here's the reason I didn't, I first started watching wrestling in 1988 and mm-hmm. I started by watching WrestleMania four. So I okay. saw demolition first. Don't Got get it. me wrong. Road warriors and LOD were definitely more badass, Right. And I think some people would even argue that the powers of pain, you know, uh, mm-hmm. barbarian and warlord, they mm-hmm. were more of a road warrior ripoff. They still wore the paint. They wore the crazy hair. Right. You know, but either way though, yeah. the, the road warriors were innovators. Nobody's going to argue that. But when you mm-hmm. look at the style of wrestling, I don't think you can compare the matches that road warrior had road warriors had with the style of matches that demolition had. Sure. I want to mention, you know, as you guys are doing this show here on the 17th, you're fresh off of super towns on the super station, which was recorded uh, January 16th, or at least one of the matches there uh, in Hollywood, Florida, the day before that Marquette, Michigan, mm. the day before that grand Rapids, Michigan, the day before that Selena, Kansas. So you're definitely on tour in a big way. And here's boogie woogie. The boogie man feels good today, don't it? You know, I'm saying about people, all my brothers, sisters, and all the fans out there on TV land, and all the fans right there, right there at the Superstation. You know, don't it? If it wasn't for the fans, the boogie man wouldn't be here. You know, I love people, and I love my fans. If I see the person walking on the other side of the street, and they said, hey, boogie, I, I would walk across the street just to shake their hands and sit down and have some supper. And you know, Tony, I love you too. In fact, Tony, I want to present you with a little presentation. I want to give you, Tony Savanto, the key to my city, the key to the Boogie City, New York City, the Big Apple, the Big Light, and here it is. Wait a minute, that's the wrong key. That's my house key, Jack. I want to tell you one thing, Tony. You know, the boogeyman's laying in the weeds right now, but the boogeyman's ready. And people, if you see the boogeyman in your city, come out and support your boogeyman because God knows I love you all. Ooh, all right, all right. All right, let's go back to the ring. Don't do this, Jimmy. Go back to the ring, please. <laughs> Don't do it, Jimmy. <laughs> God, I love David Crockett's <laughs> laugh right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, David and I had so much fun together. You got paid for this, Tony. I know. At the I end know. of this, they gave you money. Yeah, I know. Yep. And it launched a career too, didn't it? God, it might worked God out. Bless him. By the way, this yeah. is January 17th. Of course, this is a matinee show that night. We're at the Coliseum. 
in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. It's going to be Barry Windham and Ric Flair in a lumberjack match on top. We're also the very same day, <laughs> unbelievably, uh, running the Greensboro Coliseum. So we had three shows on this day, January 17th. Uh, the 18th, we're going to be uh, in Asheville at the Civic Center. Uh, Super Towns on the Superstation would also be recorded. Uh, it was going to air on February 7th. January 19th, 1987, we're in Chesterfield, South Carolina. Then we do a TV taping in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're back in Jacksonville on the 21st. 8,000 folks there to see Nikita and Ric Flair, as Rick alluded to earlier. It's a sellout. We had a show canceled on the 22nd. It's Washington, mm. D.C., and it was canceled for inclement weather. So instead, they try to do it two days later on the 24th. Mm. Uh, but man, that Northeast area, it happens sometimes. It happened on the 22nd, the day where it was canceled in, Wa- in Washington. Well, Raleigh got a show, but it happened in the middle of a freaking blizzard. On the 23rd, we're in Norfolk, Virginia, and then we're back here on the 24th doing TV. Uh, and as we mentioned, we do a make good show that night. We also do a show in Richmond, Virginia. So Richmond, Virginia got a show on the 24th and so did Washington DC as a make good, but boy, they got folks going back and forth, including, and I'm sure you remember this story, Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, Jim Cornette, and dusty Rhodes flying in immediately after their matches in Richmond. But this is a make good show. So we're stretched a little thin. So they tell the preliminary guys, Hey, go long and buy us some time. They do that, but the guys still aren't there. So they do intermission and it lasts for an hour, not 10 minutes, not 15 minutes, but an hour long intermission. As a result, the main event doesn't even get to the ring until 1150 that night. Yikes. But, uh, Hey, that's the, uh, the price of a canceled show and rescheduling it two days later. And you already had another building somewhere else and getting stretched a little thin here in 87. Yeah, it's a wonder. I don't know if they did or not. It's a wonder that we didn't say fans, we're going to take a very long intermission. Please stay with us. Our main event guys are not here yet. They will be here though, but I guess you couldn't say that because you really didn't know they would be here or not. Right. So, yeah, I, I want to, uh, I, I need to say something about my mom. Okay. Yeah. We love uh, mama okay. talk. Okay. So mom, my mom passed away in uh, July of 1990. However, she was alive to see me in my debut on TBS and it was a big deal for her. It was a big deal because her son was on TV. It was a big deal in the small town of Craigsville, Virginia. But every time I would talk to mom, the one thing that she loved and the one thing she wanted to talk about was Jimmy Valiant kissing me. Mm. I don't know why she said that just tickles me to no end to see him kiss you. And, uh, so every time I, it's just odd, but every time I see Jimmy Valiant kiss me, I think of my mom. That's so cool, she man. Just, she just got really, really got a, got a kick out of that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> That's a key to the city. Wait a minute. That's key to my house, Jack. <laughs> what do you think your, uh, your mom would think of your, uh, relationship with Reba? Uh, rebel. No McIntyre. Yes. <laughs> rebel. <laughs> uh, Brad Armstrong here going to be taking on Vernon Deaton. What do you think do Vernon's you t- odds are here? Uh, like- they're none. I, wh- wh- why, why would you just throw rebels name out, out in the open like that? 
Uh, why would you? Oh, she's your secret girlfriend now. I'm sorry. No, no, she's not my secret girlfriend. She's, she is my friend concubine. Oh, okay. Not, not, no, 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 no. There's no concubine here. She is my friend. As a matter did of you fact, call, did you call rebel a porcupine right there? What are you doing? I repeated you saying concubine. What is a concubine? I, I don't know. You tell me, you don't know what a concubine is for real. I know what a concubine is. So anyway, listen, so she's not. And yes, we rebel and I do uh text or call every week between shows. Now, is it true that she calls down the middle one, uh, or does she use one 800 collect? 1-800-COLLECT. I, I mean, I bet it's, I bet it's, you have a collect call from, Hey T it's me. <laughs> oh yeah. Accept those charges. Let me go outside. I got to take bug on a walk. AKA Lois can't hear what we're saying. She doesn't call me T she calls me Shivane. Yeah. I believe that. That's, that's what she calls me. Hey, what you know the, what? The, I just, uh, I'm so, I'm so, uh, fortunate they want to use the word blessed there because that is overused i'm so fortunate to have people like rebel and and brit baker and uh tony khan and cody and the bucks and kenny and all those all those guys in my life really fortunate i uh i checked in on kenny omega the other day hadn't seen him in quite a while see how he was doing um Kenny's a, a, in many ways, like Lex Luger was back then, kind of a different guy, but I have a lot of time for him. If you sometimes I, I really think this, and, and, and I always try to do this and I try to do this with Luger and I, and I did it. I do this with Kenny. I do this with the bucks. If you, would <laughs> you see that drop kick? <laughs> uh, I try to sit down and spend some time with them and get to know the person. I, I try to do that with all the talent out there. I think they appreciate that. I really do. And I think it's important for our job to do that. And so that, that's why I, I always kind of got along with Lex Luger because we talked a lot and we ne didn't always necessarily talk about wrestling. We talked about his days in Miami, uh, with the university of Miami. Um, so anyway, I'm just very fortunate to be able to work with some great people. I am, you know, when you say that I never get listed, you just get on here every week and talk about how fortunate you are to work with all these great people. Oh, come on. I, yeah. I stick my nose up your ass all the time. I'm just Stop. fucking around. Look at this float over man in slow-mo. I mean, how, unbelievable. All right, let's run a timeout right now. Everybody press pause on your playback. We've got to uh, pay some bills. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. It's time for you to do something about your hair loss like I've done. Because now you no longer have to choose between natural remedies and those that work. There's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs or prescriptions. And that's why I want to talk to you about Nutrafol. 
Nutrafol is what I use. It's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. And here's one of the main reasons I love and use Nutrafol. 21 potent natural ingredients, underscore natural, natural ingredients that support sex drive, better sleep, and less stress too. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three to six months. It's trusted and recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors. So what are you waiting for? Stop seeing all that hair in the drain after you take a shower and check out Nutrafol. You can grow thicker, healthier hair, and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code WHW to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code WHW. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to diagnose, treat, care, or prevent any disease or medical condition. And now it's time to get back to the Lex Luger debut on World Championship Wrestling from 1987. Here we go in three, two, one. Play. Too long ago, some very threatening words from Ivan Kolob, not only directed to you, but also to everybody until they get you in the ring. You know, I have a couple of things I want to talk about first. USA title. Many wrestlers come out and they say, because Nikita going after this ring crowd, he forget to defend it. Anytime Tony Pleasure. Arn Anderson, maybe this uh, new guy who wants to be a horseman, this Luger is right here. Red Fire, tonight in Greenboro, I got one thing to say to you. Nikita Korov is going to make wrestling history. Now, Vladimir Pietrov, Ivan Korov, you come out and you say many, many things. You see this t-shirt here? This was gifted from a road warrior. But it's a warning to you, Ivan Korov, and you tell Vladimir Pietrov, I don't like what you say about Magnum TA. I don't like what you say about American Dream. That's the wrong. You want to hurt somebody? Maybe you're going to try and hurt the road warrior. Force Nakita to come out. Well, take a look. Right here. I'm right here. I have a goal of Vladimir Vietrov. I am right here. I am afraid of a no man. You come out. I'm right here. I have a goal of Baruski Zabaka. You tell Vladimir Pietrov this. Go for it. Nikita Kolov. Hey, he makes no. You know, we get sick and tired of coming out here and listening to what's going on. And you know, it turns my stomach. Lex Luger, the great athlete that you are, coming out here, want to be a husband. You better check what the husband's done. You better check something else, Daddy. For 10 years, 230 magazine covers, the American dream was on. Only because he's news, he's money, he's big time. So if you're coming for the big time, Pietroff, Luger, the four husband, you damn sure go get it here, Daddy. All right, fans, don't you dare go away. Dude. Dusty's on fire in this episode. Yeah, man. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Luger said, Baruski, it's or something. 
Revolves around right here, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Never let it be said that I'm not a generous person. I'm going to give about 10 of these kids over there one of these lizard shoes so they can all sleep in it because I'm sure it's a lot better than what they're living in now. So you kids keep your mouth shut when the world champion's out here. Now, you know, Tony Schiavone, come on in here, David. We got a major problem. We got Dusty Rhodes out here who's been on 230 magazine covers. We got the great Lex Luger. And when I say great, brother, put an explanation point alongside that, underline it, who's the top attraction in wrestling, according to him, wants to be a horseman. Well, that's great. Luger, I know you. I know your reputation. I know your skills. And brother, you are an action-packed dynamo. You're one of the greats. And I'm sure that if Jim Dillon decides to make you a member of the most elite and most prestigious force in wrestling, then brother, you'll be there. That remains to be seen. Right now, we're talking about Ric Flair, the world heavyweight champion. We're talking about Tully Blanchard, the world TV champion. And you see, Dusty Rhodes, for all your notoriety, for all your fame, all your fortune, for Nikita Koloff, for everything you have going for you, for the Road Warriors, everything they've got going for them, they don't have any championship belt. They don't have this to hold in their hand when they walk out here. So you see, I can understand why a guy like Luger, who walked out here, brother, and I'm going to tell you, he was slick. He was custom made. He's the kind of animal that goes places in our sport. I guess he'd rather wear a suit than a headband. He'd rather ride around in a limousine than wear a t-shirt that said weasel slap on it. In other words, Luger, you'd rather be custom made from head to toe. You'd rather be a kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, like the horseman. You'd like to be one of the elite. Well, let me tell you how it goes. Jacksonville, Florida, Wednesday night, Odessa, Texas, Los Angeles, St. Louis, Asheville, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, when the horsemen are there, the best, the very best will be before your eyes. And if you got what it takes, girls, when all the smoke clears, come and get some of it because we're looking for Space Mountain. Let's go to the ring. Tully Blanchard here going to be taking on Randy Mulkey. Of course, uh, this is probably our main event because the TV titles on the line and you see JJ Dillon holding a handful mm. of cash there. Yeah. Well, one, one great way to get over is have everybody talk about you. And that's dusty and flair talking about Luger and, uh, JJ, JJ talking, yeah. Talking about Luger. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I guess in hindsight, and obviously we didn't see 87 coming, did we? What do you mean? Well, in other words, I, I guess Jimmy did. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we were 86 was our greatest year. Yeah. We move into 87. Now we get Luger in, we get Windham in. 
So things are really looking good. I know they're, I know they're, you know, they're started building towards WrestleMania three, which is their big show. But uh, still to come is the the purchase of uh, of UWF and all the financial woes and went that with that. So I, I guess, I mean, we we feel right now as a company that man we're we're making strides, and all of a sudden we pump the brakes. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I think we didn't see it all coming. All of a sudden, Jim Ross was with us on, on our broadcast. And then David was relegated just to do the interviews. It was me and Jr. doing the commentary. And then you heard things about, you know, all the expenses and things, you know, not being able to make, uh, pay the bills or whatever. I, I don't know. You know, you talked to, to Mr. Crockett before he passed, but. 87 was a, was a changing year, man. When did they bring in, when did they, when did they merge the UWF or when did they buy UWF? Do you know? Late 87. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look at that. Late, late 87. Okay. Mm -hmm. Later that year. Okay. So I think there's going to be, um, sometime here. It may have been 86. We may have missed it. I don't think we missed it though, but what there's going to be a, there's going to be a shot of uh Matt Shivani, Laurie Shivani, Chris Shivani in the stands. Really? Yep. Well, and there cool. was, and we went to, uh, we went to a commercial break one time and, and I'm uh, talking during the commercial break, pitching to the commercial break and Laurie being the toddler that she is, uh, walks up to me as we're talking and they don't see her, but she walks up to me and, I never will forget that moment. She just walked away from mom, saw me and walked right to me. White sold the UWF to JCP on April 9th, 1987. Okay. As a reminder, WrestleMania three was March 29th. So mm. 10 days later. Yep. Done deal. Uh, we talked about that quite a bit with, uh, with Mr. Crockett and we see the, yeah. oh, here's the horseman again. James J. Dillon. You know, Tony, Giovanni, there are several truths. Where the world of professional wrestling are concerned is, there is one truth. That is, you have Dusty Rhodes, his stooge, Nikita Koloff, Ronnie Garvin, Barry Windham, Wahoo McDaniels, Rock and Roll Express. You have them all over here. They claim to be the best. Then you have the Four Horsemen and the Midnight Express. Ivan Koloff, Petrov on this side. They all claim to be the best. But the bottom line is, the whole scheme of professional sports is based on one thing. That's called human error. If we're all the best and they're all the best, then there could never be a winner. So how we differentiate what with Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, is we're not four or five egos pulling apart. We're one unit. We're the four horsemen. We train together. We party together. We wrestle together. We do everything as one unit. And what you just saw Right there was Tully Blanchard displaying just one segment of our technique. You look at myself, you look at The Rock, you look at our mainstay, the world heavyweight champion, the brains. We are the elite, and it's no wonder that Lex Luger wants to be one, Dusty Rose. So don't scratch your head and wonder, he just made the best choice possible. You know, Tony Schiavone, the one thing that you have to listen to is the horsemen do this, and they've done that. But you know, nobody can beat Flair. Nobody can beat me. Nobody can beat Arn. But you know, 
when the horse would get attacked from behind, we can attack from behind better than anybody. We can do the lowest things better than anybody. But we can also look across that ring, eyeball to eyeball, and do wrestling, just what it says on the marquee. Wrestling better than anybody. That's why we can stand up here and brag and talk about the trophies, because we got them. We got the women, the money, the limos. We got it all. And that's what it's all about. We got it all. That's why we're the horsemen. Hey, let's see Barry Windham fill these. And we'll see you next week. What a fun show. I'm glad we got the yeah. band back together and took a look at uh, Lex Luger and Barry Windham really taking over Jim Crockett promotions. It's going to be a fun year for us to uh, check in on every now and again. Yeah. Great wrestling show. It really was. It's, it's how you make a star. And, uh, again, the action, of the ring is just, it's just there. All right. It's not really a part of it. I mean, well, it's, it is a part of it, but, uh, it's not the most important part of what we're doing. The most important part is building characters, getting you to the arenas, making promos. And it was still old school territory stuff. We had a great time this week. Hope you did as well. We'll be back next week doing a little clash of the champions from 1992, but Tony right now looks like it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time. And uh, now coming to the podium is Conrad Thompson, who says that he wants to be a horseman. Uh, he wants to be a horseman. And now he brings in members of his four horsemen. Yes. Coming there is uh, Casio kid there. Well, there are two of them. Uh, Dave Silva, there are three of them. And Evan Polisher, there's your four horsemen. But more importantly, they look to me like four shitheads. We'll see you next time on What Happened When. Coming to you each and every Wednesday on Cumulus. But on Mondays, we come to you on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com.